Ultra. Welcome back to The Doctor's Companion, the weekly podcast where we review and discuss every episode of Doctor Who, one doctor at a time. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. I'm Nick Jimenez. And I'm Scott Corelli. And today on the show, we'll be discussing The Lie of the Land, the eighth episode of Series 10 by Mr. Toby Whithouse, if Mm -hmm. I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Toby Whithouse and director Wayne Yip. Who, if you've been listening to our uh, Class 101 episodes, you know that we're actually kind of fans of. Yeah, true. It's it's weird. We were just talking about like how cool it would be to get him to direct like a like a Chibnall era episode, and I I don't think we just had any idea that he was directing this one. Mm-mm, no. Um. So uh, where to begin? Yeah, where to uh, begin? So first of all, for, first of all, um. Great I episode. Guess we title. should, uh, yeah, great episode title. But the uh, the uh, first of all, I think that um, I I I feel like I need to point out that there's only three stories left. Yeah, this, what the heck? This season. Um, yeah, that, that always happens, though. It always flies by. Well, I know, but I will say that I think this monk episode being a three parter, like right in the middle, like this, it really was kind of made this season feel way shorter than usual. Yeah. It was unfortunately now that it's now that it's over, you know, like completely over it. Mm-hmm. It does oddly kind of feel like a momentum killer, which mm-hmm. is weird. Cause like it, I don't know. I, I, what, what, what's different. We'll, we'll talk about this later, but I guess my, the thing that I want to learn most from you guys, like, you know, the talking to two other people about this is, how do you think the series is different now at the end of this trilogy than before? I personally, I think that's my big problem with this, this story Me is too. that yeah. uh, at the end of this, nothing has really changed and everything's back to normal. Yeah. Uh, like, especially, especially considering like, Bill like literally murdered the doctor. Yeah. yeah, in her heart, in her, you know, to go to get real Catholic about it. But Bill, Bill had murder in her heart. Yeah, uh, she in that moment she she wanted to murder the doctor, and yeah. it's it was super intense in the moment, but it very quickly became like played for laughs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A joke. And it, it, that was super weird. It became like a Willy Wonka moment. You did it. You passed the test. Like yeah. I, th- the factory was, is yours. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a big fan of companions striking the doctor in the show because it always feels like super melodramatic or mm-hmm. like, un, like oh that that you know. But in this mo in that scene in particular, I remember thinking like, wow, he could like she could like 
pump up and like cold cock him and it would be totally justified. Mm-hmm. I, um, yeah, I think, I think, uh, like I really liked the vibe of this episode a lot. Sure, me like, too. Like, the yeah. tone of it, I was a mm-hmm. big fan of. But overall, for villains who were supposedly like worthy of a three-part story, and they did all of this thi- these things where they're like, "Yeah, we have all these computer simulations where we mm-hmm. tried to figure out exactly how to beat humans," and then they're just like outsmarted by something really dumb and then ran away with their tail between their legs. Literally chased off by random people. Yeah. I'm (laughs) I'm not. I, I, there's this incredible shot near the end where you see like Londoners like, ah, get out here. Like throwing cans at him. And the monk's just like, Oh no, stop, please. And I, it was so bizarre to watch. Yeah. I, this is, I think, um, I don't think this was quite as weak as uh, part two of his two-parter from two seasons ago. Was that two seasons ago? The the before the flood under the lake. Wasn't that last season? Was that last season? Okay, I can't remember because um, I think it was like near the beginning of the season, so I don't I don't remember. And they were both Clara, so it's confusing. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, so. His his two parter from last season. The first part I remember really loving, and then the second part was like just like total weak sauce. And I don't think this is quite as bad as part two of that story, but um, it's definitely on the weaker end of his episodes. I think. Um, I didn't. I didn't really care for this, and I don't feel like it really did anything new. Uh, like I I, I like the first twenty minutes or so. Up until Bill, um, uh, up until Bill like confronts the doctor, then everything after that was kind of like, oh, yeah. And like, it was so emotional. And Mm -hmm. I thought, I thought, uh, Pearl Mackey just really crushed that, that scene. And then for it to be just, and I was like, wow, this is a game changing scene. Cause like the doctor very clearly just, says like I'm not this isn't a trick this is real this is actually happening and I was like oh that's awesome like just what a great like I can't wait to see where this goes and then very like nope I was lying it was all it and I was like oh so it was just another episode where you thought the doctor had turned bad but he was just like lying the whole time it was just super under underwhelming Mm -hmm. Cass you've been quiet I think it is my turn to be the dissenting opinion um, okay. I aside from the the scene with the gun, I really enjoyed this. Nice. Um, and I think the thing about this episode that really did it for me is the climax of the episode. Like and I know um I know at least one of you doesn't like the the resolution of like the Martha three parter with like the the whatever. Um, oh, oh, the little, the little old baby Yoda doctor. <laughs> uh, yeah, like potato doctor, but like mm-hmm. I um, believe in the doctor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I eat that stuff up uh, apparently. Um, and I really, really liked the climax of this episode because once I figured out what this episode was like, the 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 real world parallel, um, it 
it really like doubles down on that and the climax mm-hmm. of the episode where the 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 thing that saves humanity is like a black woman um i like cried i oh. i didn't expect this to make me cry but i was like sobbing um and so yeah aside from the the weird regeneration fake out which i'm never a fan of um mm-hmm. i really liked this and what this was doing yeah that was i thought that was a really cool i thought it was it was a really great callback to um whatever the first episode of the season was called cuz i remember all all three of us the pilot the pilot right i remember all three of us really liked that act of 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 kindness that the doctor did for bill and for it to come back in such a big bad way was mm-hmm. it was super like oh cool I, I love it when the season does stuff like that yeah um, i i think i think my i think my issue isn't that i because I, I get i get the um the fake news thing uh mm-hmm. which i like although i uh, i i'll say this i don't know that it was actually doing that i feel like the fake news phenomenon must have come up while they were shooting it and they changed it like the wording that kind of because yeah because it does feel a little tacked on to me whereas like if they had actually like leaned into the metaphor a little more Mm -hmm. um which i don't i don't think they were capable of doing because of just like production reasons Mm -hmm. um but i i I feel like i i love the fake news thing i really do i Mm -hmm. just feel like it could have been done stronger um if they had been able to lean into it a little bit more because like as it played now it played more to me like the 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 biff tannen museum um <laughs> that's that's how it that's kind of how it played for me the whole time uh as opposed to I, what i think it really did feel like the fake news central line really felt because it it was in vo like it was it was obviously like they didn't you didn't see anyone saying that you saw the shot the establishing shot and you heard peter capaldi saying "Woo, fake news central yeah and i was like i was like oh yeah that's clever and i was like oh that was obviously done in post way later when they realized oh look what we're we're kind of doing a fake news thing huh and then they were like they all looked at each other and were like get capaldi down here get him to adr yeah it's two words what one, one thing that i in that in that same uh section of the menu i really liked go, go, going back to that that awesome scene where we thought that the doctor had had really you know turned bad quote bad when he was like, you know, the worst part about you humans is that you don't look at history. It's like, hey, here's a big example of fascism. Nope. Okay, cool. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, you know, nationalism. No, no worries. And that super resonated with me. And mm-hmm. I-, I remember watching this episode, not even jokingly being like, well, this isn't, <laughs> this isn't the worst outcome. Like, <laughs> they, <laughs> they, they seem to be taking care of us. They've, they've. <laughs> They haven't undone anything. They still let like the moon landing and and Nelson Mand. I saw Nelson Mandela pop up in there, and I remember watching this episode, being like, "This is not that bad." <laughs> <laughs> well, until until they have until you find out about the labor camp. Yeah, the labor um, camps and stuff. And I was like, "Well, I that's- love the memory police." Oh, that was great. Yeah, and the, I and, love and the- that 
concept of the memory police just and one, the memory the, crimes act of 1975 they've only been here for a few months yeah and just everyone watch it was very like fahrenheit 451 mm-hmm. oh yeah of like neighbors just watching a neighbor getting and then that beautiful you know what it reminded me of okay so the camera pulled up and you saw this beautiful shot of like england or london and then those like three awesome huge uh monk statues that were like all over the world this felt like kind of like a grounded like Matt fractiony version of that that Martha finale mm. where everything was just a little less goofy like the costumes were just a little more subtle there was no weird old Yoda doctor in a cage it, <laughs> it 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 just felt like a kind of more grounded version of this big apocalyptic uprising story which I dug because I thought it felt very much in the flavor of this sort of grounded political thriller doctor that we've had this trilogy. Um, so I that think was I cool. Liked, I, I think I liked the the tone of it so much, and I liked what they were doing on a on a narrative level mm-hmm. so much that I I was frustrated that I didn't love it more than I did, and I just felt like. They didn't quite stick the landing for me, sure. Um, as much as because, like yeah, the 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 Deus Ex mocking of it all, like it didn't Deus feel Ex like Mamica. It, yeah, <laughs> it didn't feel it didn't feel like that to me. Um, in this in this instance, like yeah. as opposed to my problem with the with the end of series three, the, yeah. The you know, let's all clap and believe in the Doctor. Mm-hmm. Um. That that is way more Deus Ex. Like this isn't so much a Deus Ex. Yeah, like, like it comes like, out of nowhere in this. It doesn't even come out of nowhere in this episode because she's like thinking about her mom at the beginning when she's at that uh, coffee shop or whatever. So yeah, it it's all set up and and played yeah. out really well. And the show just, logic I, checks out. Yeah, I just wish it. Had, I don't know. I just wish it had kind of come together it it didn't quite feel as tight as i wanted it to be yeah and i feel like a large part of that is the is that one scene that sticks out like a sore thumb of like we really need to have a scene everybody knows that capaldi's regenerating so we really need to have a scene right of him regenerating in the trailer yeah. so let's just put this here and it'll be a test and mm-hmm. whatever it just feels so out of place yeah. in the overall episode that it mm-hmm. i don't know can we can we just say, is it canon now that Time Lords could just just piss around with their regeneration powers whenever they want? I Apparently, yeah, and just and just kind of make their own. They could be, they kind of just making their own rules at this point. Yeah, like he he did the Time Lord equivalent of like having your sleeve cover your hand. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think oh, that- oh no, you've done it, Bill. I oh, I'm kidding. I'm like you. That, that it was coming out of you though. Like, can you just shut that off? Yeah, yeah I think so. I mean, they they've uh, Moffat's done that a lot. Um, okay, because like he fixed. If you remember, Eleven fixed River's broken wrist that one time. Oh, right. Generation I energy. I forgot. For um, <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, and and River was just like, here, have all my regeneration energy that one time. Yeah. I don't um, need them. Yeah. And then which that's that's a little more canon because time uh, time ladies have uh, are able to like manipulate their regeneration yeah. stuff. A it's little like X-23 has like toe claws. Right, but 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 the problem with that is, okay, but it, then if you're going to establish that 
like the master can just turn into a woman, then like, how are their time ladies? Like, what's the difference? Um, and so then that causes a bunch of other questions. And so I think the master doesn't subscribe to your binary thinking, dude. (laughs) Um, I don't think that logic of what you just said applies to anything of what I'm talking about. Um, uh, my, my point is that if time ladies technically have more power over their regeneration stuff, but mm-hmm. then anyone can turn into regenerate into a woman, then my point is like, then why can't, why wouldn't the men be able to control it too? Because then right. everybody's just from... time Lords. It doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it's I think like that's it... what Moffat is trying to point. I think that's what he's trying to sort of lean into. Mm-hmm. I think now, which, with which all is then, stuff. which is exclusive. It seems to be, and we've said this before, but this seems to be exclusively setting up that 13 is going to be a lady. I'm pretty. Yeah, I think so. I but, just don't... but I also think, I also think that having, and maybe, maybe, maybe some people, other people feel differently than I do about this. But I was thinking about this and I was like, if he has complete control over his, maybe not who he regenerates into, but when he regenerates, doesn't that make a lot of his regenerations a little more tragic? Like, especially tenants regeneration, because he could control whether or not he regenerated and he doesn't want to go, but he knows he has to. And so he does it. I do feel like that might, it feels a little more tragic to me. And it also starts, it makes going back to that season three finale, it makes the master choosing not to regenerate more, make more sense. Oh, true. Yeah. And I guess it kind of gives tenant or it kind of gives 10 a little bit more, you know, we, we, we're never, we've, I've never been crazy about his final moments. I mean, I am, but it was also like it was it was kind of like watching your your dad freak out over losing his keys. Like, I was like, uh, like, <laughs> oh boy. So 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 I, I guess I guess like knowing that he ultimately did choose to regenerate, kind of makes him a little bit more heroic in my eyes, and not just like. You know, I, yeah. I was I always imagine him like dragging, you know, getting dragged out of the the party, kicking and screaming, and then just getting replaced with eleven. Right. <laughs> but I, but oh, I like I can say twenty six. I promise. No. I like I like the idea that he is ultimately in control. Yeah. As long as he's conscious, you know, mm-hmm. because then you then you get into like six, who wasn't conscious when right. he regenerates, and seven, which wow. who fell victim to gang violence. Right. <laughs> exactly. Well, the the also time lady, the time lady thing was just like a stupid gag from like the seventies and eighties, anyway. So you're, I, mm-hmm. I mean, you're to- you're totally right, but they did it, and it's canon. No, no I know, they, but yeah. I like I like that they're kind of playing with that idea a little more and mm-hmm. like utilizing it instead of just using it like, oh, we need an excuse for hiring this actress again. What are we gonna do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, they could also do a thing, too, with Capaldi. They could say, like, he has more control over this stuff because he's like this new regeneration cycle doesn't mm-hmm. come with the if, you know, the the if ands and buts of the original uh, regeneration cycle, which was more controlled by the Time Lords than this one is. Mm-hmm. Also, I mean, this is the guy that can open the TARDIS with by snapping his fingers. True. Very true. 
So it's probably not, it's not as BS as we've, it was just super weird. Yeah. And I mean, ultimately it's that thing, right? It's, it's that, it's that thing that John Landis said of like, how do you kill a vampire? And you're However like, you want. yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like, you're like, you're like steak, sunlight, garlic. He's like, no, you kill a vampire any way you want to, because they're not real. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> it's all made up. So who cares? Do whatever you want. Yeah. And that's sort of what Moffat's doing, which is super, it's admirable to a certain degree, because like I'm of the opinion that I don't think you should take any of this too seriously, but mm -hmm. it is cool. It is a very important, it is a very important that, uh, that the show take itself seriously, or like that yeah. the stakes feel real in the context of the show. And I don't know that, I think maybe that was my biggest problem with the episode was that it ended with such a, like, fist pump the world to save the moment but i don't know maybe i i just for some reason i never really felt the weight of everything that was i don't know it, it all it all still felt very it, it, this all could have been one episode is what i'm trying to say emotionally this didn't feel like the final part of a trilogy it just felt like oh and oh, he beat oh and he beat the monsters at the end oh cool i'm glad i was here yeah. for this amazing twist <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> right oh That's bill's okay doctor's okay he's not even blind anymore nardle's okay awesome by the way i was super happy to see nardle again and i wasn't ready for that mm -hmm. <laughs> when he was like it's he's me naughty he's really grown on me yeah it's crazy yeah when he does it the makes, vulcan it neck really pinch makes me wonder what like are they all gone like at the end of the season like are they are Ooh, they has that ever happened before has there ever just been like a clean reboot yeah, series five. I guess that doesn't. I guess I don't count that because he was so. Again, I just I just don't remember that those specials happened. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's true. Um, I don't know uh, what 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 else you got, Cass. Do you have any other? Uh, um, have any other thoughts on? I think the. I don't know. I think why why did the why did the why did the episode work so well for you? Do you think? Um, I don't know. I okay. just really liked it. Um, <laughs> you know, when you can't, like, you just like something, even though, like, it's probably not, like, me and the Thor movies. The, the Thor movies are not so great, but I love them. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> and, um, I actually thought that this episode was the most Russell T episode that we've had oh, in a really sure. long time. Um, oh, yeah. Like, the, the little, um, I can't believe they still have that set, the little, the, the TV store from like. Oh, Magpie. Yeah. yeah. Magpie, yeah. And um, the the monk who was plugged into the, the super transmitter really reminded me of the, that, um, that story from Nine with the space station and Simon Pegg. When, oh, yeah. Yeah. People are we're, like. We're, it was like a worm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a slave still a slave if he doesn't know he's a slave, yes. Right. <laughs> Um, oh, so this was this was I just looked it up. This was filmed uh, post uh, Trump presidency. Oh, okay. Um, the read through took place in Jan on January 11th, and the filming was uh, 16th of January through the 22nd of February. Wow, oh, so a like long shoot. Holy so moly! Right, so right in the middle of the inauguration, then. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Hmm. Is this okay. the um? It was 
you know, after Karen, Karen, Amy, and uh, uh, Oswin, for some reason her name's blank, Clara, um, is this like the most sense, like Martha and Donna, that a, a companion's parents have kind of played into the show? I think so, as far as like a plot thing. Yeah. Because like yeah. we, I mean, like Claire had that one thing with the leaf. Yeah, that fairy tale kind of opening. Parents, yeah, mm, that's true. I don't remember exactly how that played. I think it was just played into that one particular episode, though. And, I mean, Amy could have come from an egg for all we knew about her, her backstory. <laughs> yeah, her parents were at her wedding, but that was like the only time that we ever met them. Yeah, and that was just Karen Gillan with a mustache and Karen Gillan with a wig. Right. We and well and we knew we did get to know um Rory's dad. He was Oh in very true. true. Very true. Yeah. Mr. Weasley. Right, Mr. Weasley. So um, I have a few things, talking points. This is come this is courtesy of uh BBCamerica.com actually, part of their Anglophenia uh line of articles. It's called Ten Things You May Not Know About the Lion of the Land, and a lot of them have to do with uh Stuff from the old shows that I thought you guys would appreciate. Um, this is uh, one of only a handful of stories to not feature the TARDIS. Actually, there are mm-hmm. 10 in total. These episodes include Mission to the Unknown, The Silurians, The Mind of Evil, The Daemons, The Sea Devils, and then uh, the episodes I've seen, The Centauran Experiment, Genesis of the Daleks, and Midnight. Hmm. You haven't that- seen Genesis of the Daleks. Is that not the one where they're in... Okay, um, yeah. <laughs> you're you're you. I think you think you have because it's it's next of, on our schedule for Fourth of, Doctor, it's, and there's like thirty episodes called of the Daleks. Yeah, that's true. Very true. Um, yeah, I guess the TARDIS isn't in this, huh? Although there is a great. Oh, you know what we didn't even. You know what we didn't even talk about is the Missy. Master. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well. The- okay. So, well, that's actually next. Did you know that according to a uh, recent poll by the BBC uh, among who is your favorite Stephen Moffat created Doctor Who character, Missy is currently in the lead. Hmm. That's awesome. Um, yeah. yeah, I I was I thought Michelle Gomez was in top form in this episode and mm-hmm. kind of echoing what we talked about two weeks ago. Um, I'm I'm amazed at how how still exciting and uh, compelling this character is because mm-hmm. i would it, watch i would watch a like a an hour-long drama of just the doctor and missy talking about stuff in a room yeah just talking mm-hmm. about all the people they've killed yeah mm-hmm. like, like i would watch and like that series. <laughs> yeah, that, that mm-hmm. last scene was was great because i mean mm-hmm. you just you, you don't know whether to believe her or not and i, I don't think the doctor does either I think it was all good. Like that that scene where she's like saying you're gonna have to kill the person who oh, started yeah, this. That was like classic. Uh, yeah, he was like, uh, maybe we could think of something else. Like yeah. that that whole thing was. Oh God, it was so I good. Threw the last girl down a volcano. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, it's very good. She's uh, she's she's excellent. But I'm glad that she's, uh, like getting out while she's ahead. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, like not not overstaying her welcome. I guess I'm just, mm-hmm. you know, I I recently uh, I I'm part of the problem because I, I, I a couple weeks ago I went to go see uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, f- five dead pirates go to jail, 
Uh, <laughs> oh, you were the one. Okay. I was the one person that saw it in America. And um, <laughs> watching it, you know, I mean, it's it's uh, it, it, it was one of the most pitiful examples of screen acting I've ever seen in Johnny Depp in that movie. Uh, mm-hmm. It was just completely shtick and compl- no completely just on autopilot. Like I'm, it was like watching a, a frat guy at a college party dresses Jack Sparrow that movie, and and like you know Ouch. going back to watching the first movie and seeing like a conscious actor that has memorized his lines, right? It you know it's like night and day, and so I, I guess you know a big character like Missy, it it's easy to fall into just doing an impression of an impression, mm-hmm. and uh-huh. I just I guess hats off to Michelle Gomez for finding new divots and new wrinkles in this in this well and it's not it's not even just it's not even just her oh sure sure it's also the fact that you know with jack sparrow and that's a good example Mm -hmm. i think with jack sparrow they started writing him very complex where they were just like you know there's that great scene in that first movie where Mm -hmm. where he's like uh you know people aren't uh what does he say people yeah, people aren't, aren't ain't cargo mate. Like that whole conversation is is like really complex with layers, and they don't just outwardly say what was happening or why yeah. he's a pirate now or anything. And like everything, and then as the movies progressed, his character got more and more simplified in the yeah. script. Mm-hmm. Whereas with Missy, it's the opposite. She started very simple. Yeah, is getting master. more and more complex, right? Yeah, um, as it as it goes along, and so I think, you know, it's it it's it is definitely Michelle Gomez, but I think that um, all of the writers involved yeah. in the show they they're not they're not just writing like generic master. Yeah, bits. and you know, kudos to. Do you think this is an example of Moffat maybe learning from the mistakes made with River Song? Possibly. Yeah. Yeah. Another another very important woman in the doctor's life. Yeah. Um, although and- although you could argue theoretically um although uh, theoretically you could argue that River was getting more simplified because we were seeing her at the beginning of her arc rather than yes, the end. Yes. True. So, very so true. you'd have to you'd almost have to watch her episodes in order of from her perspective to see if it actually is written well. And you just, or or I guess her particular character is written well. And you just don't even realize it, you know? Have you guys ever done that? Have you guys ever just like watched them all in like continuity order, so to speak? Um, I have not because I have no desire to see Wedding or River Song ever again. Uh, Right. (laughs) That would be, that'd be my sticking point. That's why I wouldn't do it. (laughs) Um. I guess but, if, we, uh, if we must for science, I guess. But sure, for yeah, the need know. of. I mean, we'll have to get to it eventually. It's on yeah. the list. Yeah, but that's that that that's like twenty twenty five dick problems. That's true. <laughs> I'm true. sick that day. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Can't do it. I'll just do it myself. <laughs> I did. Well, I did here kinda, I am. Here I am back again. I I did kind of get wedding of river song vibes when they were like showing how far reaching the monk's grasp throughout history has been. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it would literally, it would just be like, it would make no sense. It would be Martin Luther King or something. And then just behind it would be a monk. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yes, Martin. Good. Go. That's why it reminded me of the Biff Tannen Museum video. Free the slaves. Yeah, just like they weren't like God. That that amazing core. Like, and then when they landed on the moon, the monks were waiting for them. It's one small step for man. Wait, so there were just monks on them, and that didn't change anything else. It didn't change anything else. Monks were just like, yeah, what took you so long? Hey, good job. You did it. Yeah. Like what does it do? What do they do during wars? Do they take sides? Like because there were the, there were because there were parts when they were like and they helped us and I think there was like some World War Two footage like oh so the the monks were just like f the Germans for like three no years. I, I think they were just watching like the way the watchers do oh the they observe was, okay. They, okay they were just observing I think um I I I, I get that. I get that it's part of like the like you know you have to get lost in the narrative you have to kind of give yourself up to the story, but the idea of humans getting used to those things walking around was just insane to me. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the but but the thing with they didn't change history, I guess, is the thing. Okay, that you, okay, okay. You're not taking into consideration like right. they changed nothing about history. They literally just copy pasted themselves like yeah, into yeah. moments in history. Yeah, it's like a but bad they didn't actually. Yeah. yeah, it's just Photoshop. Like, it's memory Photoshop. I like yeah. that they're not even that thorough. <laughs> right. Yeah, because if you if you claim that it's it's BS, you get arrested and put into an yeah. internment camp. So. so, okay, so let's stack up the monks with other iconic Stephen Moffat creations like the Smilers, uh, <laughs> Prisoner Zero. Weeping Angels. Weeping Angels. Uh, the Silence. The Silence. Well, um, whatever those things are called, whatever those things, the silence, yeah, the, yeah, the 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 yeah, the what we thought were the silence before it turned into like a religion. Um, yeah. the original that, memory police, <laughs> yeah, what, whatever the bad guy was in wait or listen. Um, mm. it was like a, it was like a, it was a, it was a knock, right? It was like a noise. Who was the bad guy yeah. in listen? Like there wasn't one, sheet. right? Yeah, it was a yeah. kid under a sheet. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. there was there wasn't the whole point of that that there might not have been one. Yeah. So okay. So I guess now that I'm, I started off kind of sarcastic, but I guess now that I do lay them all out on my on my bed, so to speak, like comic books, I guess the monks do kind of stack up in that list. I mean, mm -hmm. I do. Rem I mean, they do have a really cool look. They kind of, you know, who they remind me of? They look like that alien that Obi Wan Kenobi goes to save in Episode Three. He has like those horrible teeth. Remember, he has that one good, great close-up shot. I haven't seen like, episode three since it was in theaters. <laughs> I don't remember this at all. I don't know what he's you're like. Really about. tall. Anyway, um, but yeah, yeah, they had kind of a cool. I really like when they mix like fantasy with sci-fi. Like it's an alien, but they're dressed like in like mage monk robes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I like that Nick was like, "Well, let's talk about this. Let me let me lay out all the one." Well, now that I do that, obviously the monks are at the top. Like we didn't even get to say anything. So, so what do you guys think? Now I that mean, it's over, like a lot of a lot of Stephen Moffat, like trademark whatever, like creations are just like normal things and that you'd like take for granted and stuff, mm -hmm. like. Mm -hmm. um, but so in in that way, I think it kind of fits, but it's also kind of an anomaly because it's like, I don't know, it's they're kind of they're kind of like silent light, like they're they're, I don't really know where to put them. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. 
Um, so. I I feel like the the silence dudes. I don't again. I don't know what we would the not gentlemen. I don't know what you would call them. <laughs> Let's just call um, them the silence. Well, aren't they? Because they are like silence with a T S at the end, and then the religion is the silence. Oh, is that a, how they did it? C-E. Yeah, I've seen that oh. before. Okay, all right. So I, I'd say I'd say the silence are at the top of the list. I think mm-hmm. they're the best because um, it's everything that you love about Moffat villains, but then they're also like legitimately scary, and the concept of them is legitimately scary, and yeah, like the whole thing where you're like writing tally marks on your arms is like kind of iconic. Oh, right, yeah, that kind of iconic shot of Amy with like you know all over her face and hands, you know, right, right. Yeah. So like I I think they're at the top of the list, and then I I I'd, I'd say I'd probably put the monks at third below the silence and the weeping angels because hmm. say what you will about how much he kind of ruined them uh, as it went along like just over explaining them I still think the weeping angels in Blink is like one of the greatest things ever. Oh yeah, it's um, sure. one of the scariest <laughs> Doctor Who episodes. The oh, Bohemian yeah. Rhapsody of Doctor Who monsters. Yeah. And it's like and, and like, you know, they outsmart them like in a really intelligent way um by like removing the TARDIS or whatever. Uh mm-hmm. yeah. That that whole and making them all look at each other. Like that whole thing is really I don't know. Yeah, so I would say probably I guess I guess the monks would be at third. Um unless Definitely. you count Missy. Sure. Oh, then, yeah. then, then Missy would be second, I think, for me. Mm-hmm. Um, Man, Moffat really but... did wreck shop for like a decade. Yeah. yeah. Good for him. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we have like half a season left, but I'm bored. Uh, right. And he is he is a hundred percent writing the Christmas special, right? I assume so. I guess. And that will be that will be our final Moffat episode. I guess so. Since it seems the, like all the Capaldi regeneration shots in the trailer were just, uh, uh, you know, cut spliced together stuff from this. Mm-hmm. So it, it, I guess it was all it was all BS. Dream. I don't know. Um, so go, moving forward into, uh, you know, non three parter waters. What do you guys think about next week's episode? It looks very silly. Yes, um, it does. And when that, I'm when that soldier gets turned into a box. Yeah, I'm really sad because I really like the Ice Warriors in theory, but all of their episodes seem very silly. Um, so we'll see, I guess. <laughs> it's it's Mark Gatiss, so I don't have. Oh, I don't have high hopes again. Yeah. Hello, stop everyone. Ruining ice, <laughs> stop ruining the Ice Warriors for me. Hey, just be grateful it doesn't take place in a submarine this time. Yeah, that's true. True. Yeah. So uh, Mark Gatiss next week. Probably gonna be a Sorry, guys. forgetful, forgetful episode. Uh, most likely forgettable, forgettable, not forgetful, forgettable episode. Uh, I just picture him then. always writing these episodes in in Mycroft study, <laughs> just on a typewriter. That's fair. I like that. And he's and he's fat like he is in the Abominable Bride. Um, but then when he leaves right. the room, he becomes normal, normal Mark Gatiss again. 
Uh, all right. Well, that's uh, Empress of Mars next week. Um, and then we've got uh, Eaters of Light, World Enough in Time, The Doctor Falls. Uh, I don't, I, and I don't know maybe if that's another three parter or, or, oh, or God, I hope not. Um, it's the finale and, and the, the masters are, are coming. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I just don't know. Uh, it'd be what cool if the eaters of light was actually in reference to the masters. Ooh. Oh yeah. That'd be really cool. <laughs> that's the cool return <laughs> of, um, of a survival lady, right? Leaders of light. Uh, oh, right. Yeah. 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 I'm pumped for that. Awesome. I forgot about that. Yes. Okay, cool. All right. Well, uh, we, uh, we will be back, uh, next week to talk about that. Um, if you haven't checked out our Patreon, go to duelinggenre.com slash support, become a patron and you'll hear our class reviews. Uh, we'll have done all of them. Um, you know, like, by the end of this week, I would assume, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so go uh, go check that out. And um, there we go. Thanks for listening, guys. Everybody, smoke them if you got them, like the doctor always says. <laughs>